And welcome back to another episode of This Is Africa. My name is Adama. Hi everyone, my name is Lloyd. Hi guys, my name is Samba. Welcome back, guys. My name is Amiri. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, welcome back. You all good today here? Are we all well? We're all well. Yeah, be chillin'. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Um, starting us off with something that you know I haven't done much, but we said we do a lot in the first episode. <clears throat> was the wake up segment. So I'm gonna announce this so that we can all be we can enter in this new wave correctly, okay? Starting us off with our wake up today, we'll be talking about England, the Queen, her rule, and how it's impacted Africa and the Caribbeans, and whether some of the mixed international reactions that we've gotten um, have any weight or anything like that to them. Um, shout outs to the lovely laptop sound in the background. Um, I guess we can start though by talking about the first time the Queen even stepped into Africa or the Queen in Africa I've ever even met. Um, and her first visit to Africa was to South Africa in 1947. Um, and just a few years later in Kenya, she found herself becoming the Queen of an entire nation, which I assume can be crazy around the age of 22 or 23, which she was. And the Queen started off her started off her reign with a famous speech um, and towards the end of that speech her famous quote was I declare before you all that my whole life whether it be long or short shall be devoted to your service and to the service of the British people and to the service of the British people I think she has done her job to the expectations placed upon her and yet throughout the rest of the world you can kind of find a lot of people with tons of mixed reactions which is I guess worth the question. Um, she's been the face of England and all of their choices for the past 70 years. And for better or worse, our judgments begin with her. So to start us our conversation today, I guess we can start off with simply how has those 70 years, well, not that any of us have been alive for all 70, but now that we can reflect on it through history, through research and all this good stuff, what have those 70 years felt like for us here? What have we taken from it? TK, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll start us off. I mean, um, it's important to highlight that there's multiple ways of looking at the Queen's reign. Um, today, I think we're going to focus on, I guess, two or three ways. You know, we can look at it as just the Queen um, being the Queen of the older generation. You know, I would say our parents, mm-hmm. our grandparents who, you know, love her dearly. And there's now the younger generation, which is us, who didn't know too much about her, but she was kind of just a public figure to us, her whole reign, you know? So uh, she did just a couple of facts about her, just, you know, she she was the head of states of 15 nations, you know? She was the queen, you know, the longest surviving monarch for 70 years, you mm-hmm. know? She brought dignity and stability to um, Britain, you know? She was there during the era from the manufacturing era mm-hmm. and to a seller or service era, you know. Um, she, most of the time she was queen, though, she stayed non-controversial, you know. She she managed to stay, despite all the political crises and everything around her, she managed some way, somehow, to always... <laughs> Avoid any real avoiding drama. Avoiding real drama and just yeah. coming above everything. So I guess for that, we can... She can be commended for that, and mm-hmm. we can commend her as well. We can for doing her job. Yeah, we can acknowledge that that was her job. You know, she, she was job. this. You know, 
the stability the England needed at crucial times, and she was always there. She did her job to the fullest. She embodied her role. And the other way of looking at it is the Queen and the British Empire concerning Africa. You know, so we'll go back into those times, you know, you know, the Commonwealth and we know the Commonwealth is constituted of 56 countries, which, you know, she was the on paper. She governed all of them, the uh, the Commonwealth. Um, well, does anybody else want to add something before we get into the root of our arguments today? Um, I mean, Mary, I feel like you have a different look. <laughs> Excuse my throat today, y'all. But I feel like you have a type of different look just because you're coming from like the islands, and like I feel like there's a lot of more recent, even you know. Yeah, I mean the islands have a different perspective on the queen. Like you will get more older generations that actually love the queen. Like my great grand grandmother, great grandfather, grandmother, all of them respected the queen when the queen came to like Trinidad and Tobago. Um, like they would roll out the red carpets, they would shut down the streets just just for her. However, I feel like in our generation, like we actually analyze the negative things that not specifically the Queen, but I would say the British monarchy mm. have done. We haven't forgotten the things that have done around the world in terms of like basically colonizing, basically colonizing at least like. Almost ninety percent of the world. <laughs> yeah, facts. Without and any I mean, knowledge, it, you would even yeah. think they, they colonize everything. <laughs> like they, to the point where they end up all the way in China, and China's mm-hmm. a very isolated country in terms of like not including foreigners in the country. Yeah, and, like they end up in China. <laughs> they did and have influence in China. So yeah, like you you will see the different perspectives in terms of generation. So would you say like a lot of, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, little bit, but like, would you say a lot of your experience, like from what you understand, when you think of Queen in England, you just think these powers that are just like everywhere around the world tied into something. Like, I don't know. So like, even my father used to tell me too, like he would get in like debates with his grandmother because she was like, oh, like Andy, why you don't go, um, like to the downtown of Trinidad and go support the Queen and watch the Queen? He's like, why am I really? going there? Yeah, he's like, why am I going there? Like, she colonized the country. She messed up the country. Mm. You know, like, why are we still under the British rule? We're an independent republic. Like, I, ho- I hope know? I hope he's going to listen to the podcast. Yeah. This nah, episode, because we, we're about to let him know that maybe she wasn't all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> we give a different, you know, we're giving different perspectives today. So It's just that I feel like she had a very traditional way of the British empire mentality of being a mother country to colonies and recognizing the colonies that she once governed as being colonies, not being individual countries, Mm. sovereign countries. And that's the the dilemma between, I would say, the older generation and the younger generation that the older generation just doesn't understand is that, like, I don't think she gave that respect to, like, individual sovereign countries. I understand what you're saying. It's a lot like, oh, we've been colonized. Yeah. This is where we are. They're like our saviors. They almost yeah. fell into that a little bit more, well, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Also, to Amir's point, I don't think her legacy is colonization. You know, she came at a time where it was crucial, but let's not act like yeah, the whole time she was there was colonization. Them. A lot of countries in on the African continent got their independence under her reign, quote unquote. So it's it's kind of difficult to make that argument if many countries left yeah. the British colonies during her reign. So it's I think it's two sides to the coin. There's things that True. she definitely 
she definitely watched and didn't act on being, you know, the queen of said, say, for example, um, in Ghana, things happen. But also, you know, before we get into, you know, concerning Africa and really talking about the evil and things that happened in Africa that us, a young generation, cannot forgive, what our parents saw was her going next to Nelson Mandela and, mm -hmm. you know, fighting against the apartheid government. You know, mm -hmm. that's what our parents saw. And she she was a champion within that. And her, her you know what I'm saying? Her, her image being there really helped in those movements. So although she gets this legacy, the it's it's hard to separate the the mon the queen as an individual from the monarchy. And I was having arguments all week about this with people. It's kind of hard to separate the two because we don't know the queen as an in individual. We just know her as the head of state. Mm -hmm. of the british empire or the british monarchy so it's kind of hard to separate the two but she did she did have positive things when it came to her governing like but, yeah but uh, I, I mean with, with, with her and what she was able to do was basically as you were alluding to just a rebranding re of the british empire yeah i think uh, that's did a great job at that through sure. through soft power because the way yeah. the british empire was able to get their your name was just through hard power, through coercion, through military invasions, through colonization. She came into the pictures and brought a different approach. Rather than using coercion, I'm just going to have diplomatic visits to these countries. Rather than um, in colonization, we're just going to call it the Commonwealth. Rather than um, brutality, we're just going to do more so of diplomatic... Um, yeah, relations, relations with e with each other. So it's definitely in terms of PR, good rebranding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, through I soft mean, power, yeah, one hundred percent. Like that, I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll give to her. She was like a she like knew a, how an ambassador, use, an amazing ambassador. Use you know? soft power to she had a, her, her image like, no had joke. a powerful global representation. You know, it was her image. Whenever her image or anything, it was just buy British, buy British. And it worked. It worked. She was a like as an ambassador, the royal family was they were amazing mm -hmm. in that and pushing people towards um Britain. Yeah, but not only that, to add to that point too, I feel like to well throughout history, especially the British Empire history, um the British Empire always took a stance in being very progressive over their colonies in terms of you could say making their colonies be very independent. And be self-sufficient Although they still Like overrule The colonies and stuff But In terms of educating The colonies And also being Able to provide Certain things That the colonies Could independently Act on In terms of being Successful You know Because it's like If my colony's successful Then my country's successful mm -hmm. You know And um So that's one thing In terms of like I feel like she adopted Throughout her Reign And from maybe Her ancestors Of British rulers That ran England and stuff, but um, and also not only that too. England was one of the first countries that had the more intellectual universities in Europe. I would say in terms of like the era of John Locke and during the Renaissance. So like they always have a progressive mindset in terms of logically thinking of things in terms of just like imperializing the world and just like oh I'm total control over you and like you're just like I'm extracting all the resources from you. Yeah, they were the first. I mean, they were first yeah. to start. The first to stop. And once everybody started doing it too much, too. Yeah. <laughs> quote unquote, sure. I don't want to do any bad soul on the French. No. <laughs> but also, too, was met with 
And I'll use this term loosely just because of the times that we're in right now. Less resistance in a sense. And that's what I mean by that. So, of course, some people um, during her visits or her exuding herself, herself power of the British Empire, it was definitely met with some resistance in terms of people who did not like the queen coming in, especially around the times where a lot of countries were in the impetus of having their independence mm-hmm. at, at, at that time. Now, let's say, for example, when, and I'm blanking out right now, when uh, Prince... Henry? No. Charles. Charles mm-hmm. visited the islands. They were met with a lot of uh, critis- uh, backlash. In oh, terms. yeah, in Jamaica. In, in Jamaica. That, the, the you know what I'm saying? That guy's but that's said, more yeah, so yeah, of yeah. the times right Yikes. now because you got social media. You, you got, like, the world is more interconnected and global. So mm-hmm. those type of things cannot be on the hush-hush as it was back then in terms of when you're trying to exude soft power and people can see through it. Yeah. Now is we can call it out. But back then, the rebranding was able to actually work because these type of things where those who resisted against that, they would just, you know, push off to the side and nobody would really hear their outcry or them being outspoken, which I believe just segue, segue into more so of the mixed reactions of yeah of the, the world of, right of, of, of the world of the of the of the queen, you know. Yeah. Passing away, and also it brings us back to the beginning. What uh, me and Adamo were saying that there's two different ways of looking at it. For example, if you talk to people that lived in Francophone countries, okay, they acknowledge it, but the queen wasn't their queen, they didn't really do anything. The queen didn't really do anything for them, may she rest in peace. But when you talk to um British colonies and Europeans, they loved the queen because she was, she was a champion, you know, she everything she stood for, her whole legacy that I'm sure a lot of you are just seeing all over social media is just just amazing, amazing. But now when it comes to the African continent, that's why to that's when it gets a little bittersweet. And I think we can start getting into those arguments as well. Yeah, I think um even like kind of hopping into it, I think a lot of what people are feeling and I think like a lot of the criticism because we're seeing so many things that she's done and all these different stuff. I think what people are asking for is accountability here. I think well, that's what they want. They want some form of mm. apology and or acknowledgement of the things that they've gone through because it, it, you can't change, you know, colonialism for what it was. Obviously, all you can do is just make reparations in whatever way you want to repair those things. Um, but I think, like I said in the beginning, the queen, whether it be for better or worse, has been the face of an entire nation of an entire empire for 70 years. You are, whatever final decision has come to for a thing like, or whatever it might be, you are the face of it. You're the representative. So we have to hold you accountable. I agree. I understand. And I think where we're at in this reflection space, and honestly, it might not necessarily be a bad thing because sometimes people can die who have made an impact on this planet and it can be, overly negative or it can be overly positive. And I think you found a lot of people in a place where it's like people are just either grieving or recollecting that we've gone through hardships and now we like, we haven't recovered from them. We're looking for solutions, you know? So we can't spend this time mourning someone who hasn't necessarily impacted us in a positive way. 
you know, I don't think the outcry or the response from the queen is a lot of like, no, forget her. And like in this evil way, it's a lot more like, that's not how I'm going to use my time. Like this person has not done anything to, to benefit me that I think is worth me spending my time doing this. And I think that's like where a lot of people are at and it's not necessarily as bad as maybe it's, it's it's been put out to be right now, you know. That's that's that's, yeah. that's like where I feel they are. People are feeling. I mean, for the younger generation, they're more like, "Why should we care?" Because earlier, Lord was talking about what, why should he care. Lord's from Ghana, you know. The queen has a deep history with his country. Yeah, but and Nkrumah was dancing with her and stuff. Dancing with her, and as a as a the yeah, Ghanaian youth now, but why should he care? And what, do you care personally? Nah. Why? Um, because honestly, in terms of whether she dies or not, the problem still exists. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is, I mean, she's, may she rest in peace. She's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in in terms of more so of what, and I'm not trying to say that you have, um, disregarding what happened in the past, because again, in order for you to know where you're going, you have to know where you came from 100%. Yeah. But at the end of the day too, we also have to understand where we're heading to. It's, it's good to say that, hey, we want, you know, reparations or you, we want you to say an apology or be remorseful for the things that you've done. The thing which I have a problem about is I don't want the tokenism of be remorseful of the things that you've done. I actually want you to show me that you're actually remorseful for the things that you've done in terms of, and some people would say through, either through reparations or through other means of she the- atoning for the things that you've done. And the thing is that, to me, to hold it to just one individual, in my opinion, is unfair. Because she is a part of an empire. Of course, yeah, she's the head of it, but there are other moving parts that makes this empire either grow or sustain itself. And yeah. the thing is, even though, and again, we're talking about things where, again, rest in peace to the queen, that she's passed away, there's still things being in place. So you what things saying? have she Already done? King Charles succeeded, uh, uh, well, now now he's the king, but Prince Charles succeeded her. Hey, 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 say his name right, King Charles. <laughs> king Charles, sorry. <laughs> yeah, King Charles succeeded her right away. So things are still- Yeah, but my thing is this- Business uh, as usual. If you, if you're gonna say <laughs> that is their leading system, how, what what did you expect to happen? Yeah, no, yeah, but, seriously, no. But if you're gonna say things of that nature, I w- I want to know if you can give examples yeah. of that because the queens, there's certain things you're saying that the queen maybe had no part in, and mm. I think that's where some people are getting confused in. You know, when it comes to the history with the queen and Africa, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very complex history with uh, I guess a lot of popularity. But it could also be interpreted as, as oppression. You know, she could, she could symbolize the sign of oppression that our former oppressors had over the continent. But when you talk about specific things that has to do with maybe the economy or something you were like something of that nature you're alluding to, I don't think the queen had anything to do with that, though. No, I mean, so so for example, like let's say corporal punishment, right? Where again, most people. Not most people, but some people were, were tied to just slavery in terms of, you know, when you went against the what, stat- is, what does she have to do with slavery? That's what I'm trying to say. That certain some of these things in terms of going back or just because, again, 
that's the that's the head. So we have nobody, not nobody to blame. But if you're a leader of an organization, uh, organization, or you're the king, or you're the queen, or any any anybody who's basically the face and the head, you're the person to blame. Even though, of course, there's other things around it that you know. The other things around it that 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 adds to the problem that we're, we're dealing with is not only just one person, you understand. So you could go back to saying that like under under her rule, this happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. But there are other entities that executed it that made sure that happened. So for example, if you're going to say that um, we need reparations or you need to pay for the things that that you've done in the past, I believe that doesn't solve the problem because at the end of the day. We got um, British companies that owns or have rights over our natural resources. That right there is a problem that we need to talk about. See, okay, so I, I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Because and if you're asking for reparations and we give you X amount of dollars or pounds saying that, here, we're sorry, but you're still taking away money from us at the end of the day, it's like... It's like paying for a credit card bill, yo. So, but Not, the, like, but if the, you pay it off and you still spending more money, the problem still exists. But those are the reasons you don't care about the queen's passing. Not that she had anything to do with those specific things, though. That you just explained. Yeah. So you just that's the so you you're explaining because I want people because what you're just saying can be misconstrued as you're blaming the queen for this. I'm not. So, but, so yeah. you you're saying these the things you're explaining to the people right now is just the reasons why you don't you don't care about the queen's passing it because those atrocities are still going on and yeah. the queen has nothing still has nothing to do with it so to you the queen's passing or the queen being here is the same yeah because okay. at, when she was here it's still happening now she's gone it's still happening okay. so the thing is we can go back and forth in terms of, because here's the thing so some she, she didn't some, have enough of an impact for you to even consider mourning her passing it's not even more so the impact. It's more so the problems in which we're alluded to does not end with her because it still is going on to this day. Yeah, okay, so I see what you're saying. Because for a little bit, it sounded like he was blaming the queen for all these economic, you know, things going no, on. No, but, but I, by, I, think, I think in a sense, he, in a sense, you still are. But that's not what you're trying to echo. But you, but, but I, I still am because... She was a part of the system. Yes, but in, you know in that, in that but same she's sense, not though. the entire system because again, she got into power into an into an empire that was before her. Yeah, there's rules and regulations she has to follow. So there were some things where you just was born into this empire that now you have to carry out the duties and the and and the responsibilities of what that empire is. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Come the good, the bad, the ugly. This is the position that you were born into. Okay. Now, the thing is, it's not the problem that, because right now, I feel like, in my opinion, we're trying to blame a ghost. You know what I'm saying? We're trying but, to find someone to blame. We're who, trying to find someone. may so, not be the person. We're, we're trying to find somebody, somebody to blame, but at the end of the day, we're more so like attacking the symptom rather than the actual root of the problem. I think one thing to note as well is that a lot of people also, like, it's something we, it's a reoccurring thing we bring up in this podcast and last season, this season, information and people having access to information and really educating themselves about what's going on, right? 
people by default, I don't even think they're just like like looking for someone to blame. They think she's at fault. Like like it's like she's the face of the empire. That's that's all we've known. And for a lot of people, it's either you've either thought about her as maybe like a, a puppet head. Like, you know, you've been like, okay, she's one of those people who's just a figurehead. She doesn't really do much. Like, what does a queen do, especially in the modern era of the world? Like, what is a queen's real power? You know what I'm saying? Um, little do they obviously underestimate the power of a face. Um, one of the biggest powers is to, you know, have somebody powerful endorse you or something like that. But to say the least, it's a lot of just finding out where exactly oh man i think i, I lost my point we got to run that back to me all right sounds for right, sure so, all right so but i yeah. mean good a good segue into this is now let's focus solely on what the like where we started so let's yeah. just give like a little timeline to see where we're gonna start from so the queen came into power in 1952 mm. right which is when 1952 to 1960 got my point back you got it, right, so no, hold yeah, on. Yeah, from 1952 to 1960 was like the like colonial pan-africanism tur- pan-africanism yeah. colonial turbulence so this is the mm-hmm. the moment she came into so i believe that this um that, history that, of that's colonialism is always going to hang over her head like a cloud as most um news stations are referring to it but um i want to talk about the colon during that time during the colonial administration um there were like extreme acts of torture you know uh including castration sexual assaults um detainment in camps of specifically kenya um of like just about 150,000 kenyans you know and mm. later on uh in 2011 um the elder elderly kenyans sued for compensation that mm. we're talking about reparation mm. and um there were ultimately rewarded $19.9 million by the British courts. And this is according to CNN. And it went to about um, 5,000 people. For some math clarity, it's like $4,000 per person. It is? Yeah. You did the math? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But regardless, regardless, they they took some type of accountability for it. But during this time, um, some people refer to it as the uh, Mau Mau, I guess, uprising in Kenya. Which was basically the uh, the Mau Mau basically stands for um, it was the I guess I, we could say force or the rebellion that basically um, fought against the colonial rule of the British and this was ap- happening while she just took the throne their mm-hmm. rebellion you know it was it was before but they the heights of it would start in fifty two and ended uh, until the Kenyan got their independence um, so the Mau Mau just to give it properly they like to be referred to as the Kenyan land and freedom army so their background like i just explained was just just to fight the colonial power so this was happening under her and many people were being like i said earlier reprimanded by the british forces in ways as to losing their life but i guess this was kind of part of the um colonial powers right way of you know keeping those nations oppressed and the rebellion started in multiple countries. We see them, we saw them happening. Some were more violent than others, but this was known as being one of the more violent ones, which they later on, like I just explained, admitted to it and paid some, like some type of retribution to the people. So I'm guessing things like that are what people can't get over. Mm-hmm. You know, things like this were happening where she 
she embodied her role so much that it's hard to kind of take these things out of, out of her legacy, like to just be like, no, she wasn't a colonial leader, whatever. But this was happening under her, and she referred to these places as a, her colonies. She visited Kenya, right? She beca- she actually didn't she become queen when she was in Kenya. Yeah, so fifty two. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So these things were going on while she was firsthand seeing what's going on. So the fact that okay, firsthand seeing what's going on is a, a little tough. And, and you know, I'm I'm being careful with what I'm saying, but the fact that she there were no acts until 2011. Now there was some type of retribution done for them. It's kind of, you know, yeah, but then my my question is what what came after that conversation? I mean, what else do you want to come? They they got conversation. There's nothing else. I I, I understand. But does the British empire still have major political and economic Um, influence that is affecting the Kenyan people today. I would not refer to this to the British as an empire anymore. Well, okay. But in terms of um, British influence, that is still in some way, shape, or form hindering the progression of the Kenyan people today. I don't know. That's my question. I don't know either. You know what I'm saying? Because the the, the point that I'm trying to make is that whether, yes, we, we, we... whether you, you you get the uh, the reparations or or not, it's more so of what we do right now to reclaim our birthright back. Because at the end of the day, no amount of money, in my opinion, in my no amount of money you can pay me to say that hey, like we did this, you one da 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 da, and then we're gonna pay you and problem solved. No problem is not solved if you still one way, shape, or form taken away from me for all the hard work that I put in, all the all the all the sweat that I put in. I all don't the- think you're in that spot. No, but but I- to to your point though, what I want to highlight, I, I can agree with you that when you talk about colonialism as a whole, like the colonialism because affects us I, to this I, day. I believe that there's still some foothold of colonialism that's taking Place. Absolutely, yeah, but, but let's not for- with any atrocity. Yeah, in the yeah, but let's let's not forget we're talking specifically about the Queen of England. Okay, and what her role was into this. After we get off that, we can get into just the British colonialism in general, and that, then you can make those points. But when okay. you want to, when we're speaking about the Queen, it's a little different because she didn't, she didn't, she didn't have a direct hand into some of those things. You know, because colonialism was happening way before her. she she just came in the in the, in the born into it, the hottest part. For lack of better term, I'm sorry. She came into the part where yes. it was the at its worst. She came, yeah, she came into it at its worst. So I don't think what you're saying about colonialism in general, I completely agree with you, agree mm-hmm. with you on that. But saying to blame the queen for that is kind of might be a no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming the queen yeah. for 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 any of that. I'm 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 building the I, I, I said building. I'm blaming the the system that she was a part of. Okay, that's that's okay. that's and, and, that's and to that's, you, that's to, to you. That that's her legacy, to you is that, that that has to be part of her legacy. That has to be part of her legacy. Ah, that's maybe that's where we might disagree today. That 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 has to be that has to be part of her legacy. Think, I, I personally don't think because on social media, because, as you've seen it, we can talk about the reaction everybody's having. You know, people of our generation, young Africans, are hating it right now on social media, and we've all seen it. If we go through our A lot posts, of hate, for they, sure. they're hating. They're hating big time. You know, oh, she did this. She represent colonialism. She represent this. Um, the oppressor, yeah, you know, she has a legacy of a thousand years. That she and 
to those to those people, they have some type of reason because, like I said earlier, we can't separate her from the role she had. She, she mm-hmm. was just... And she just took, because they're elders, when I think about this now, just because their elders weren't able to identify that bad things were being done wrong to them and able to be like, no, this is wrong and I can't stop it and they're okay with it, doesn't mean the youth is wrong for being mad at what what happened to their ancestors. I mean, yeah, but it's what we do now that could rectify it. Yeah, but the what we can do now thing that you're saying as well, Lord, involves us. Like yeah. it's it's about us getting up. Like, yeah. but we get mad at the wrong person. Posed, I don't think because you pose the rhetorical question. You say that again. I said we get mad at the wrong person. I mean, her de- okay, cool, exactly her, her, my her point. Her passing definitely opened up, you know, an the conversation. You know, an old one, as you might say. But I don't think she's the one that perpetrated. Exactly, because when you this. ask a question, like, and I know it was rhetorical when you were asking earlier, when you ask, what happens after you get nineteen point nine million, and what happens after that? That it's like, you can't think like that. Like, cause that's like saying what happens after you say, I'm sorry. Like, no, you kind of need the first step. You, somebody has to make a first step that initiates something. And like the apology and, or whatever we want to call it, whether or not you think you're compensated well enough, whether or not you think those, the reparations are valid enough is a whole nother conversation. Just strictly speaking about the first step. Mm. Once you Admit, make a first the step wrong. of admitting, admitting the and wrong. apologizing or trying to do something in that effort, that's only, only, so mm-hmm. in like in realness, let's be real with ourselves here. It's only supposed to help you mm-hmm. get off of your butt, stop feeling sad for yourself, and then start making a change. You're right. That's what the sorry is. That's what the accountability is. It's not necessarily for them to like continue to pay you and continue to help you up off, you know, out of all the mud that they put you in. Obviously, they put you in it and it's wrong they put you in it, but. That's not what that is. The apology coming from any human, and that's in a one-on-one interaction, that's in a in this, this political and this dynamic and this world interaction. All mm-hmm. of it's the same when you break down like the whole human experience. And it's like, yeah, the apology is to help you take the next step. That's all the apology is there for. That's what the money is. That's what all of it is. Like, it's to help you just take the next one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily you're supposed ab- to save you. You're absolutely right. 100% right I that's just how my, I feel my, my, my main concern is And again for what I said before Is what comes after that Because the thing that I just don't want to happen Is that you tell me you're sorry But you don't show me that you're sorry For sure That's the thing that I don't want to happen to our people No <laughs> seriously not- Because the things that like I could say sorry to, to you about something that I, I did to any of y'all But the things that If I do it again and again and again Or if I do it in different ways Am I really sorry? And I don't, but I don't think Queen Elizabeth's history has shown that. And that's one thing that I want to point out when I talk about people and like her as a queen developing throughout life, whatever it might be. Yes, TK tried to say earlier, like um, about how we don't want to make it so that um, colonialism is her whole legacy or whatever it is, right? When it pertains to Africa, yeah, when it pertains to that type of stuff, right? And but when I think about it, when I think of people's reactions, I think although her legacy may not be colonialism, it starts there. Like that's the beginning of her chapter You know what I mean That's where people are like Looking at first It's like okay It's not her youth And the years before 25 It's once you were given that rule And what happened And I think that Although that starts there I think the one thing The queen has shown Is that She's moved with her time If this is what was okay For her reign And and like she said She would be devoted To serving And to fulfilling her job As queen To the best of her abilities That means being queen To the T Not involving any of The social life Not involving any of The outside noise But to make sure that her The rest of her royal family Were doing their jobs As the royal family Not as human beings So Her pushing through that And then I think the one thing She's shown is that Through life It hasn't been like 
yes, I'm here during this time of colonialism and these things are happening. This is going to be okay for the next 70 years of life. It's been, this is what's needed for my country now. Okay, cool. 10 more years later, we move on to the next step. This, World War II, whatever we need, this is what's needed for my country now. Okay, cool. Cold War's, this is what's needed for my country now. All right, cool. We're getting into this. Now we're moving on. Whatever is needed for her country now, I think what she's shown is to be a ruler who just tries to do whatever it is possible to do whatever her country and the Commonwealth nations need right now. Whether or not they've been the most positive thing or the most negative thing, I think when she said, I'm going to devote myself to just this body of people and this thing and do what they need for me right now, I think she's done that. Yeah, and also uh, to your point, she just never said the wrong thing. Yeah, she stuck you know, to what she needed to it's do. It's not like she she could send an army in there. Like she didn't have that type of power. They had the parliament. Yeah. But what she could do is speak out and people would listen. And she never said the wrong thing. 70 years of saying the right thing all the time. Almost never controversial. Like it was the controversies happened with, you know, Princess Diana, things of that nature going on in the family. But internationally, like she's never said any anything controversial. Now the action that was being that were being done by her country may have been controversial, especially when you speak to Africans and especially when you speak about British colonies. But her herself, I think because I think it's, it's the it's same hard, person. Hard. I think it's the same person you see when you see you dancing with Nkrumah and when you see um, these things with the Mandela. I think it's the same girl from when she got that. Like, obviously, you change woman. and you grow. But I think it's the same woman that's grown out from that 25 year old that became a queen. 26, 26, 20, <laughs> whichever age it was that became a queen for the next 70 years. I think the same person's there. I think her job requires a certain certain things and those is what she tried to ex- execute every mm-hmm. time she did it but the person is always there it's not that it's not the colonialism like oh my god would she uh just a uh, um a racist uh all these evil things that she could have been and then dancing with these high-powered african-americans like these legendary Af- officials too, you know what i'm saying like yeah period like forcing her way down there went at a point where british parliament was saying no like we're done with this with this group like, you know, we're not dealing she, she with these that, particular people. And I, I also want to, um, just, just to let the people that don't maybe not know about the history of Ghana, um, Ghana was the first African country to become independent in 1957, and Kwame Nkrumah was their first president. And in those times, you know, being part of the British colony and trying to um, break away was tough. Was The British were not trying to allow it, but Kwame Nkrumah did what was necessary in order to make his country independent. Now, the queen was supposed to visit Kwame Nkrumah multiple times before them to show, I guess, some s- s- a sign of alliance because she had Kwame Nkrumah had met her in England before. Mm-hmm. So they, they knew each other. And, and I think she I'm came sh- by in like 61. Yeah, she came 62? in 61. So she came yes. like uh, three, I mean, I guess four years after the independence. But that was at a time where Kwame Nkrumah was was getting agitated. He, he wasn't getting along with the British. He was going more towards the Soviet side. So the queen coming in as, you know... Is it that soft power? That was the soft power Lord was talking about earlier in order to keep Kwame Nkrumah for going all the way towards the Soviet side and staying with the British and showing some type of, you know, alliance. Like still and cool. at, at the time, my country, Mali, became independent. Adama's country became independent in the 60s. So this was the independence era starting and the queen needed to show that the British were choosing a side. You know, we're, we're letting these pe- these countries be independent, but we're still they're still going to be our allies. It's not just that we're going to 
they're going to get the independence and that's it. Our history is done between these countries. We still tie to them some, somehow. And it worked. When she showed up to, not only she showed up to, um, to Ghana, to Ghana with Nkrumah, she proceeded to dance with him. She proceeded to dance with an African man, a, a, a man that was previously maybe the help in the homes, you know, Africans were their help. Hand on waist. Ha- they, they were, they, she danced with him. She she grabbed this man and danced with him and showed. What, was it like ballroom dancing? It was ballroom dancing. She it could was dance. Ballroom. Huh? She could dance, bro. It was ballroom dancing. I, I don't know, <laughs> he I don't said know, she could dance. I don't know this, how this much you have I was dancing. It's, it's, like, slow, it's like slow dancing. You grab <laughs> you swing you side to side. Yeah, I think she could dance. I mean, I'm sure they have videos on YouTube. So if you want to look at it later, go ahead. <laughs> But I'm just saying There is a dancer y'all So I'm sure he's gonna compare his skills That's what I'm saying So I'm I'm just She did that And that What does that show? It showed the rest of the world that It's okay to accept Africans As more than just You know They can dance the world the, 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 The colonies This regular man Who just freed his country You know Of quote Quote unquote British shackles Just danced with their queen Their monarch So I think The queen didn't have to do that but doing in doing it so, honestly did more for us than that's me. what I'm saying. She 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 took she, she did two things. First, she gained some type of, I guess, favor with us Africans because we're like, oh, the queen is dancing with an African. And two, she fulfilled her diplomatic role by coming over to Ghana and keep making sure Ghana doesn't deviate all the way from the British. Flex that soft power. Flex she was doing that with a lot of con- Flex. Um, countries, though. Yeah, no, no, of course, but that was that was her power. That's that's why she was so. Powerful because she could do that as a queen, and knowing that too, like I, f- well, I feel like she was making those relationships is because she don't want to relinquish relinquish the British Empire Empire's power. Okay, you know, that, like she that wants may be to true. Maintain a relationship with the colonies, countries, quote unquote. There are ways works. you can do that without dancing with somebody. Yeah, yeah no, I think the because to your point, it's the extra details and the little steps extra the, that you take soft to, power. to keep. Yeah, but that's that. But but it kind of it kind of marks the beginning of like a new era for Britain in terms of now yeah, the colonies the colonies yeah. are leaving us. Now what's what's next? The Queen is the one that stepped in. Is like this is a new era. We're yes. gonna embrace them. You're still a country. You know, you have to keep relationships exactly. But it's how you do them. I think you know we're gonna embrace you now. So I. I think that's that that was a powerful moment in our history. I I think that in terms of people who are trying to uh use her as the, you know, the main person to just criticize and, you know, all no, the I bad mean, things if, that's if, going, if, I think more so they're thinking of what her ancestors did to our ancestors. Oh yeah, the, so the monarchy. That's where I think the grief is coming from. Of course, in my opinion, and and those people are right. You know are right to do so. I, I, yeah, and that I, I don't blame them. And I'm saying over here, I don't want to like discredit discredit that at all because I know people are thinking that like, why didn't you not care that you know the the queen passed away? Well, it or just not, doesn't but affect I, you. It, it, it's just more so of people are just trying to bring to attention of what her ancestors her ancestors did to our ancestors, or, or which was heinous, or, or what her institution stood for. Exactly, and and that 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 if if people want to make that argument, I can agree with that because at the same time she was dancing with uh, Nkrumah, the rebellion was still going on in Kenya. Kenya didn't get the independence till two years after that, till sixty three. So you know, there's both sides, but politics. You know, it's politics. She tried, she tried her best. In, in my opinion, she tried time, her best. It never changes what it looks but, like. But um, just getting into, I guess, our last little bit of it. Lord just brought up a great point. Um, people have trouble with 
you know, I guess digesting the Queen's history. You know, the mm-hmm. British monarchy has been going on for what a thousand years. You know, and she out of those thousand years, she's still the longest reigning sovereign of the monarchy, That's seventy cool. years. And during those seventy years, she went through crucial times. There mm-hmm. was crucial times. She saw. She, yeah, most although of her before she was queen, she saw World War Two. She was she was she wasn't a regular sovereign. She was she was a mechanic during World War, World War Two. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was active. You know, after that, the Cold War, mm-hmm. um, crisis. the I guess the the yeah, independence cool. era in mm-hmm. Africa. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess she definitely was queen. But India, I, I mean, we're we're this is Africa. We only talk about issues related to Africa, but there was thing going on in India. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were things going on, so they had, you know, India is other, so loyal to her to this day too. That's what I'm saying. But they had different colonies in the world, so she had to, you know, deal with all those. You know, she she went on tour for what like 120 countries. Like she did mm-hmm. stuff like that. So she did a lot of things. So I think her legacy. When we talk about her legacy, I would be more inclined towards that. But I also don't like the fact that people are separating that colonial era from her legacy because it was still part of it. Yeah, and I think I don't think you, people are doing that. I think they're doing the opposite of that, which is why she's getting critiqued so much. No, no, no. people, people. No, no. The thing is, some people are trying to like in British media. If you read it, that part is just exempt from it. Yeah. Oh, of so I think if you're going to talk about the queen, bad. all the good she did you in the world about and during her bad. legacy, you got to talk about the bad, which is colonialism, and that that it's that just can't it. leave. So that that's where I stand between the two. Um, in terms of the the conversation mm. between the old people and the young people, the young people we're mad. We're mad at this. But for white. It, it doesn't, we, I mean, we explain I, some of I the stuff. I can't speak for myself because I will say. Every, did everybody see that meme of uh, when it happened? It was like, yo, how every African parent are going to be in front yeah, of the TV. Yeah, and I it's like that. the yeah, BBC, yeah, yeah. BBC was on. They got their hands behind you got the got your uncle oh, standing up with the, our, with the beer belly. Our parents are so invested in this. news and everything. So invested in, in the queen passing because it, it definitely affected them more. Because not only that, too, <laughs> well, us, us. Yeah. they're coming from an era, too, of like, even in schools, like, like the schools follow the British system of like education and stuff. Yeah, and like you will like say quotes that's praising. But the you gotta queen. understand, there's like a difference. So, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like you say quotes. They will say quotes that's like praising the queen, like God heal the queen and stuff. You know, like so they still hold that loyalty. Cause it, it when I hear your point, like what I think about is just like the difference maybe in like the younger and older. Like you know, just like give my final thing, but like. Because when I think about it, there's this level of like when we are now is that we've hit a point where it's like, no, we're not we're not even going to separate morality and like getting a job done. You know what I'm saying? Like doing your job effectively or like doing a particular assignment to a T regardless of whatever it takes. But you would know that the end result must be this. But now we live in the world now where we're at the point where it's like, no. It matters the route we take to get to the solution too. We've we made our job harder in the world because it's like now we want to we worrying about how we get there, plus getting there. Whereas back then it was like whatever it takes to get there. And I think the queen, when I think about her pushing through or like her life or whatever it might be, it's a lot of it's a lot of that. It's a lot of her figuring out. When I think of people being mad specifically, I think a lot of the youth is a lot of the anger is like, okay, we're mad at the ways in which you chose to effectively do the things you needed to do. Where at the same time, she was doing her job to the best of her ability. Yeah. Which is why there's a, there's a whole nation of people who can't do nothing but be very proud of the lady. 
And you know what I'm saying? And then there's another people who are like, I can't, I can't separate the two. Or, or sometimes you could just be, yeah, the, the in terms of separation, you represent the British people. You represent Britain. We cannot yeah. separate. To her people, the, she didn't the, fail. No, but, no, but to us, but, it's like we cannot separate. Or people that are are mad today, we they're because the people she asked, she said she would do a job to. Yeah, but their idea is that, that, that you're the head of state of Britain. We cannot separate you as head of state to the British Parliament. We can't separate the two. So the British people brought this upon us, and I mean, today I, we're mad at that. And you're the head of that, so we're mad at you as well. You you don't get. You know, no fair shake or nothing. That is like what people that. are mad at. You're just part of it. You're part of it. The British did it. They're part of it. Which I don't if blame that's them. the argument you want to make. Sure, I'll take it. Me, I decide to go a little deeper into it and kind of because knowing that there's not a ruler in the world. There is not a ruler in the world that you will ever be pleased with. Yeah, and it doesn't exist. There's not. A, there's not a single ruler. For me, I'm, I'm a little more lenient for sure. But but I mean. Personally, for me, I, I don't blame them too as well because at the end of the day, too, if all th- these things were occurring and is occurring and you're the face of it, yeah, uh, you know what I I'm have nobody at. else to yeah. vent my grievances yeah, of course. than you. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's just what it is. And so a lot to of be people clear, she has no legit power. Because even... Know, so. Yeah, of course, not, those not, are rumors. No not, one knows. That's the thing. That's the thing. They, not only that, even before she passed, when... um. When oh my god, I, I forgot the name Prince Charles. Yeah, so much names. King Charles, my brother. No, no, um, Henry and one of her, one of her, yeah, one of the grandsons. Just got one, one, one of her grandsons. You know, Prince William and Prince Harry. Yeah. Okay. But it was William. Yeah, going to the Caribbean islands. You know, trying to um, strengthen diplomatic relations. Some people were just like, no. No, of course, of course, they're you, gonna you say get that. out of here. No, because all right, that, because that, that's a great segue into our last point. This, that, 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 that. So we don't even want you want you in here. That's a but great. But the thing segue. which I'm trying to make people understand is there's a more targeted approach to go about this because if you're coming at them, no, you're fighting the wrong people. Yeah, they're part of them, but there's, they can't. There's, when people are a, angry, there's a better can. way to do well, it. That brings that brings us there's to the last way point to do it. before we wrap this up. What does this mean for the monarchy now? I think. What do you guys think? I think this is it. She. This is it. Monarchy's first. I think it's done. Obviously, with one of her, with one of her grandsons, fully like you know disowning and leaving all of it there for freedom because of the pressures and the the life that it comes with that royal thing, which I think is actually a very big point to bring up because it speaks to the volume of being a ruler. Like there's no freedom in it, and obviously her family has a lot of drama to go with. But I think between that. Because that's like, because the modern, the youth are more familiar with the princes and- And we're not going to accept them as rulers. Which that's is my what point. Looking like because and because even one of them, which is my point, like one of them was even like, you know, I am going to back off from this. It adds more fuel to the fire of the generation who's leading, which is us, to go and be like, there's less credibility or strength we can give to what you call as king or queen. You can have the title. The title can still be there. I'm sure the title will never leave, but it'll forever. I think now it'll just be a title. Yeah. But you know, from here on out, it'll just be a title. And like, not even with that, Jamaica is already speaking about becoming a Republic and ditching the, uh, the, I guess the Royal family or King Charles now as the head of state, Australia has, Talked about it, and these are things they've been talking about for a while. Yeah, they're just leading with the queen. There, there was some type of res- a level of respect because yeah. she, the, what she signified, and that also talks to her power. But now that she's gone, now 
these countries are starting to get up and say, hey, we're becoming a republic. We don't we don't want to be part of the monarchy anymore. We don't want to, you know, them to be our head of state. So I think with those movements starting to happen, the monarchy is looking less and less favorable in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe not in England. Because yeah. the fact that people don't care, like Lord is I saying, mean, I don't care. They're just going to become a regular country like everybody else. I- I, and there's a lot of people in England that don't care as well. There's a lot of people that do care, but even in England, there's a lot of people Most that people don't care. care. Because the thing that... Like the young people are like, huh, whatever. Because if you look at the response on social media, they just don't care. Because the Some thing, of them. The thing that Word, I, but I think most people in England the things that <laughs> they care. I, so every soccer game in that nation, they care. <laughs> no, because yeah, of course they had to out of respect. The thing that I, I care no, about is, is the... Because re- you can play when somebody dies. <laughs> you can play. You can play sports when somebody dies. You just honor nah, them at nah, the beginning nah, of the game. They canceled the every single game. Not the They've queen, done no. the 15 minutes of quiet. They've done it for people, even in England. Yeah, not the queen, not the queen. That, I mean, this is a queen 70 years. Come on, let's risk. They're going to give us That's some respect. But there's some people that even have backlash to that. They were mad. Because you remember there was jokes about, oh, when every um, Premier League fan had to go watch that Liga this weekend because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so cancel. Like, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they still wanted to watch nah, the sports. The memes on this did. are hilarious. But going back to um, what I was trying to say, the, the the thing that I care most about is the important stuff that are affecting our lives today. In term, and, and even that affected our ancestors' life today, or even our 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 of forefathers' life today. In terms of like meddling in situations where now we have a a civil war because. You decided to come in to push forward your own agenda in terms of having some sort of control or influence over our sovereign nation policies, legislations, regulations, what you can what what you can take from us, what you could do, how we how we interact with you. That's the thing that I'm more I'm I'm more concerned about. Yeah, what do you, because what do you, what are you saying? Do you you're concerned about what England will be doing in the future with meddling? It's, no, it's more so the relationship between. England and those countries like Ghana, Kenya, like Jamaica, how they'll Jamaica. continue to develop those relationships to future years to come. It's We're more, talking about the past right now. I'm talking more so about the present and the future in terms of we should really care about our foreign policy relations with. Oh, with, okay, okay. Oh, I see what he's trying England. to say. You say with, instead of caring about the queen, we should care about foreign policy okay. and things that actually the, matter. The, okay. the important stuff. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You, we should you care about that. For a we second, we, we should you, care more about the economic policies that we have with this country because that's the one that's actually shaping our lives. Yeah, this man really doesn't sure. care about the queen's stuff. Okay, we get no, it. No, because at the end of the day, what does that have to do with our resources still being taken out of our land till this day? And we have no say, not even no say, little say in terms of how much money we can get to uplift our people. That's a no, that this, something's off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? No, that's that's the thing that we really should be worried about. Yeah, of course. Th- this this is what's what's at the forefront of our news media right now and we should put respect on the name in terms of all the things that she's done. Her legacy. You know what I'm saying? And her legacy. But talking about the show goes on. What what her no, the, the show is still going on post that. So that's the thing that I'm trying to bring people's attention to in terms of these are the type of things that we really need to focus on in terms of if you if you want to take um, England out of being the head of state of uh, any of the Caribbean islands or any anywhere in um, sub-Saharan or Western Africa, you have to make sure that it goes down to the roots of like legislation in the books. 
gotcha. where it's signed, where things are actually happening. That's where the real change comes into play. Because if it's coming about token, the thing which I hate the most is tokenism change, yo. Mm-hmm. Because it really doesn't change anything. Gotcha. The tokenism change is what's mind boggling me because it's like we're doing the symbolism of change. But real changing really happened because it's business as usual. We could give you this to put in front of your face like, oh, shiny. We may change. But still, things are still going on to this day. And I know I'm really talking about some real important stuff that like some people have been listening like, hold on. You can't be bringing attention to this. But I will. No, because at the end of the day, that's what's really truly important to us. Like empowerment is that's where we get the power from. At the end of the day, we really need that. Like, we really need that. You cannot come tell me that, oh, we're going to give you 19 point something million dollars oh, as a story, and you're still taking away from me. How is that? Po- if you guys haven't Listen, noticed, we incorporated a new segment towards the end. Yeah, it is called Lord. No, like, make it Lord make sense. Hurt. Like, how are you going to tell me that I have the power yeah. to do things, and you still strapping... Like you right, you right. Like you're right. making me fight with one hand behind my back. I felt that. I felt okay, that. Okay, I felt yeah, that. Yeah. Come right, this, on now. I think this is a good place to drop it because <laughs> we're, we're, we're definitely gonna have an episode about colonialism, and we can definitely we will. get into that later. We and will. Lord, this this the last couple of points you made are things that are truly important. But I think just the episode in terms of the Queen's legacy and what she represents to Africa, I think this is where we should leave it before we get too deep into. That colonialism spiel, but I agree yeah. with you, Lord. Yeah, um, any last words from anybody else except Lord? <laughs> except Lord. But um, we loved it. We loved it. Honestly, we yeah. loved it because we were quiet. <laughs> but uh, I know. I think we've talked long, um, and I think Hopefully at the end sense. of the day, we all can understand mourning the Queen. I think we can all understand the loss. But what we all agree on here at This Is Africa is that like any other big thing that's happened, we can stop to pause and look and be like, okay, but there's so many things we have to work on here. So many different things. And there are going to be so many people who are going to come in and impact Africa in hundreds in shape, way, or form. But we can't forget that we need to like sit down, look at what's going on, and all be accountable for the direction in which our our continent as a whole is going regardless of people who have been colonized by england in particular or people who have been colonized by france or any other of the of the colonializing um nations we want to sit down look back reflect and then make future adjustments yeah and the queen is not the person to be mad at in, our, mm-hmm. in my opinion mad at all of them really yeah, um so <laughs> to be fair. thanks again for yeah. listening yeah, th- 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 thank you for listening. Uh, uh, we said you wouldn't be back. Let's yeah, just look, finish. <laughs> we got to keep promises um, on, this, hope, on this podcast. I hope we made sense, and I hope we didn't, you know, say too many things that were controversial. Although, you know, yeah. the, the topic I, I we spoke about was very controversial. Um, you can always find us on Instagram at t.i.a underscore pod. Um, episodes are going to be out weekly now. Yes. Right? Can we can mm-hmm. we commit to that we- weekly episodes? Um, give us your feedback interact with us on Instagram talk about topics um, you want us to talk about and we'll definitely try to deliver the best we can with that being said thank you very much for listening and see you next time